This is JFM Podcast. Critical issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 till death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produce, produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalist are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsac Fadel and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grip with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. A very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jones. My name is Paul Sagfanab. It's a beautiful Thursday evening, 28th of September 2023. Gilbert Joseph, good evening. How's your day? How's the going? Good evening, Paul Sag. I had a good day, a really interesting day. And um, I'm also in, at lunchtime, I was able to hang out with a boy. <laughs> I was calling him a boy, you know, today, and he was laughing. I was questioning why I had to. Uh, my friend, Jalang Mandong David, who marks his birthday today, yeah. it's been a long while since we met, and we decided that, okay, today, it's, it, today is, is the perfect time to do that. And we, we caught up together with Q Magic, Meshak Dogo. They are both photographers, by the way. And the way these guys do their thing is really marvelous. Yeah. Um, they're able to collaborate in business terms. They can have a geek and decide that, look, it's possible for us to execute this together, and they end up doing it perfectly. Really great idea they have, I think, um, to that effect. So yeah. it was by a large and interesting day. Well, uh, you know, I always love hanging around creatives, you know, uh, people who play guitar, uh, people. You know, I wish that I play musical in- instrument, you know, myself. But, the but only I think one, you could have. Contact. No, the only one that I know how to play, you know, but not perfect is... Uh, the acoustic guitar, okay. you know, I I know how to just a bit of it. I'm okay. not Too. a pro, okay. you know. Okay. Uh, I've not mastered it, but well, anytime I sit around people who play drums, who play uh, the piano, keyboard, who sing, or who have you know any form of talent, you know, uh, or creative ability. By the way, every human being has a creative ability. I get so inspired, especially mechanics, you know, <laughs> uh, because. Most of the mechanics that I see around, they're artisan mechanics. They have not gone to school, you know, to learn. Mm-hmm. But you see them uh, performing complex tasks. Yeah, you know, when you give them their, your car, you know, uh, to fix. And for me, it's that creative ability, you know, that they have. It's just like someone playing music, 
you know, by listening instead of writing the mm-hmm. notes and, you know, playing uh, them on the note. Well, I'm glad that you uh, had a good day. Absolutely. Well, Gilbert, there are plenty of stories, but let's start with the good news before mm-hmm. the bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to commend Senator uh, Professor Nora Dalut, the only female senator uh, that we had in recent time in Plato State, because even out of office, <coughs> excuse me, she has she's, she donated tricycles and empowerment tools to uh, constituent tricycle grinding and sewing machine as well as irrigation water pump machines uh, to several women and youths in her constituency. Well, she represented Southern Plateau in the Eighth Assembly. So look at even while she's out of office, look at you know the impact that she's you know creating. It goes to show that, and she's I think she's a dame. Yes, she's yes, a dame. Yes, she so, is. Yes, uh, I know. It's one of the honor that you have in the in the Catholic Church. Sure. Uh, one of my friends is a knight. Uh, by the way, a special good evening to the GM of uh, Just Me- Metropolitan Development Board, uh, that is Architect Hart Bankard. He taught me something very profound and phenomenal. You know, I will never forget that in my life. Uh, he said, the three T's, time, talent, and treasure. And that's what, you know, Senator Professor Nora Dadut is using, using her time, her talent, a treasure, but in this context, her treasure. Uh, look at what uh, even out of office, it shows that she's a very compassionate person uh, to purchase this item at this difficult time and to even distribute it, you know, to those in need. It shows that truly uh, the altruism is psycho non, you know. Let me say so. Mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, Senator Professor Nora Dadut, for uh, doing that. I wish you had continued in the Senate, but uh, at times providence don't work, you know, as how we imagine it. But I know that a better time is going to come, uh, that you're going to, that people really feel the impact of what you're doing. By the way, she represented More you. Yes, yeah. yeah, she represented you. So whether you liked it or not, she did anyway. Yeah. And, um, and I'm proud I, of I remember, representation. Yes, yes. I remember her name came up at, a, at some point, you know, when this whole ministerial... Um, scheming was going on um, up until the time that, um, you know, the former governor um, had his luck to that effect. And it's enough reason to let an individual get discouraged once her. And I think that the fact that she she hasn't arrested, you know, on her determination means um, there is something really, really remarkable about her. And that look, you know, out of office, leadership does not end within the corridors of um, the power or at that limit, at that level, uh, you know, that she occupied or controlled. So it's, it's a nice trait by my reckoning. Yeah. Well, the tribunal sacked the governor of Kaduna State, Obasani, uh, and declared the PDP guy the winner of the election. Uh, he declared a rerun, I suppose. Rerun, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah rerun. rerun yeah. Uh, basically, the election is inconclusive. Yes, inconclusive. And a rerun. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I was already ahead uh, <laughs> wanting to talk about, you know, other matters. <laughs> yeah, and well, the, the most interesting thing about that, you know, verdict, Monsak, is to the effect that um, the tribunal said INEC did not comply with um, its constitutional mandate of, you know, uploading the results in Cardinal State on the IREF, that is the INEC results viewing portal, 
you know, that was provided for by the same electoral body. And if you look at this issue side by side with the presidential election petition tribunal, one of the things they said was, look, uploading this thing to the IRF was not mandatory and INEC has the discretion to or not upload the results. And then you're now having a tribunal in Cardinal State saying that, look, this is what INEC should have done. And because they did not do it, it allowed for the APC to manipulate the results and have its way. So what are we operating on? I think someone has to come up to clarify some of these things. And our justices, regardless of where these matters end, and most likely the Supreme Court, because it's both the presidential and governorship election petition. So the Supreme Court should be able to tell us clearly where we should be heading to and what INEC is expected to do by law, you know, as provided for in the Electoral Act 2022. Really interesting judgments were seen at the tribunal levels. But um, in the end, in the end, the judges must have a template to work with going forward. And we have off-cycle elections coming up. Kogi is, you know, gearing up. Edo is also on the, by the corner. And some of these other, you know, pockets of off-cycle elections that we'll be having. So we need a clear chart, um, pathway to be charted by the judiciary, eventually for INEC to take its cue from. I'm not going to make, uh, you know, propose an argument that uh, the judiciary don't have critical role to play, you know, in our, our election. Because it's enhancing our election uh, jurisprudence, you know, on the one hand. On the other hand... I'm getting more worried because the involvement of the judiciary is very, very high. And, of course, we know that our society is infested with corruption. Uh, and anybody with power can buy his own way or her way, you know, uh, if they so wish. Uh, and that is, you know, for me, the part that is worrying. Why take matters to court over a long period of time? The Kenya election, if you look at the presidential election tribunal in Kenya... I think they didn't even spend up to 90 days. Yes, there was a time frame. Yeah, there really. was a unlimited time frame mm-hmm. just for, you know, the lawyers and judges to, to sit conclude, down, listen, and, yeah. you know, argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, gave and enriched, you know, the democracy in uh, that East African country, uh, Kenya. So I'm looking forward to the time. The 180 days, you know, election petition tribunal, I think... In my judgment, is very long. It's, it's too long. Because it's too long. If you True. look at what most of the lawyers are arguing in the election petition tribunal, borders on uh, pre-election matters, and like uh, a scholar that I so much respect, Barrister Polycap Datao, you know, uh, in one conversation I had with him, he said it's even a pre-pre-election. Because so there he, are stages to this thing. Yeah, because he just, you know, that's what he said to make me understand. I'm a layman, mm-hmm. I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what he said to just make me understand. He said he's a pre pre election, you know, uh, matter. Most of these things. And he has argued extensively, you know, his book. Uh, that's Barrister Polycap, that's how the director of research uh, to the governor. Uh, in, uh, yeah, yeah, well, he has extensive, you know, uh, argument and research, you know, on that. And it just. It, it just shows that, for, for me, what I want is that let the, let, uh, we should have a time frame. The 180 days, in my judgment. Far too long. Far too long. It's far too yeah, long. I mean, were held in, and people are already in office. And just imagine, like Governor Mutfang right mm-hmm. now. So imagine if uh, the tribunal had sacked him. He would have, you know, been off his foot. He would have lost balance. Of really, course. this thing has a way of affecting you. Of and I think I had a clip, perhaps from, you know, where they held the reception to celebrate the tribunal judgment, wherein he said some of the supporters were really 
engulfed in so much fear. You know, so it tells you that this thing has a way of impacting on leaders. The Bauchi State Governor said that. He confessed. You know, yes, yes, regardless of who you are, this thing has a way of getting at you. And it does nobody any good. You have already assumed the mantle of leadership and then suddenly you are asked to vacate the office. You know, it's, it's unthinkable. There's that shock, really, to you as an individual, like, regardless of how confident you are of a positive matter that you think you have. It has a way of getting at you. Yeah, well, I, I just, you know, want, for example, that uh, the, our lawmakers who look at, you know, some of these issues. I just look at uh, Honorable Dachum Musabagos, you mm-hmm. know, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, the decision of the uh, tribunal to sack him and look at some of the good things that he has, uh, be- he has started he doing, to you know, do. for his constituents. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take him, instead of focusing on the people that gave you mandate, you are focusing on the lawyers, you know, to guide them on how to argue and, you know, uh, you are b- brainstorming, you know, together with them. For me, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. So I, I think that the 180 days, you know, is too long it's too a period long. It's too for long. lawyers and, and judges. I you agree. Know. It's yeah. too long. It should be shortened so that uh, people, I mean, those who voted would enjoy, you know, leadership. True. And I'm looking as, I know that as we make progress and advance in our, in our democratic practice, I know that a time will come in our country, maybe I will not be alive, you know, at the time, but a time will come in our country that the judiciary will have nothing or uh, little involvement in our democracy, especially as it concerns election. Let me, let me really key, really key. And by the way, again, you know, um, the Justice M- BM or MB Tokuru panel has sacked Honorable Ishaku Yobo, you know, the member representing Maren. Oh, Maren Ishaku. He's also Yobo, known as yeah. Yobo. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So he's been sacked as member representing Boko State constituency in place of, um, that is Honorable Sylvan- Sylvester Walanko as you know, he's called. So these are some of the judgments and the update that I think our listener needs to also be abreast with yeah. because it's a one-off thing. It's a straight kind of, it's, how do these guys who bet call it? Coupon. Mm-hmm. The coupon is, is a straight entry, you know, when it comes to that panel Maybe of the tribunal. Maybe the wrong flags, so. they <laughs> The wrong flags, um. <laughs> well, Leah Sharibu, we have to, you know, spare some moment. We learned that um, the recent report that, uh, according to our parents, that uh, the guy, the Iswap guy that she's married with, you know, uh, she's married to a commander right now. For me, uh, why post, you know, uh, some of these heartbreaking stories? You know, it's, it's very painful that your daughter is still in captivity and then uh, you get heartbreaking reports that look at, you know, the kind of life that, uh, which your daughter didn't choose for herself. I mean, Leah never wanted, you know, that kind of life. And if there's one thing that I always remind, um, remember Leah for, is for her um, her faith and steadfastness, steadfastness, you know, to hold on to what she believes in. I think that is a good virtue for every human being, that you have to have conviction in anything that you believe or any person that you, or any idea that you believe in. Uh, for me, that is, any time I remember Leah, it, that is what comes to my heart. That at the, at, the, at the point of our deepest pain and even um, dehumanization as a human being, she still said that, look, I'm not renouncing you know, this faith that my parents pa- have passed on to me. 
I'm going to hold forth to it, even if you know it's going to lead to my death. You know, for example. So, uh, for me, for me, it's uh, that is you know a very good thing, uh, a very good thing you know to uh, have. Yeah. The thing is, not many people can do this, and as a person, you can't even tell that when you're faced with a trial such as this, you're able to overcome it. And look at the age at which she she faced that sort of challenge, that sort of big test, or even probably the test of a lifetime. And then she stuck by her convictions and showed that, look, um, come what may, let the world know that my right, my freedom to choice um, cannot be taken away from me. And that's what, for me, the lesson is. And it's quite unfortunate. I think lots of factors have contributed to have been in captivity so far, or up until this point, we're talking about Leah Sharibu. First, it has to do with the state. The state can never exonerate itself from taking responsibility um, about this young lady or young woman um, being in captivity, captivity for far too long. Because at the end of the day, she is under the constitution guaranteed the right of protection, you know, to live in harmony, to live according to the rights uh, or according to some of the you know choices that she intends to make for her life and having taken away that from her it's a real failure for the state and when i say the state i just don't mean the the government under which she was abducted perhaps many people would want to think it's the government of former president goodluck jonathan not just that government or certain people also want to look at it from the angle of former president Muhammadu buhari who promised during his campaign, pre-2015 election, that he was going to rescue all of the girls abducted before he eventually assumed office. So, when I mean the state, I just mean the Nigerian system has failed her alongside all of the other girls that were abducted, from Dapchi, um, Chibok, you know, just name it, um, some of these girls in Zamfara. Up until, you know, this time we speak, there are certain girls who are still in captivity, and that's just not so good for a system that guarantees that there's a constitution within which Nigeria is supposed to operate under. So at the end of the day, it boils down to how our system works. It boils down to how constitutionally we operate as a country. And this failure does not stop with just the abduction of these girls. You have issues such as the AK-9 train attack that we experienced just a couple of months ago. If you want to count it, depending on you know the level within which you're counting or you're making your count. So in the end, it's what the government does to protect each and every single Nigerian, not just Leah Sharibu, even though in this situation, she's the biggest culprit. Yeah, I think that the Nigeria has failed her. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Gilbert, I don't know how to start, you know, talking about... Um, By the way, before you break that up, yeah. um, let's look at what's happening in Mango. Yeah. The, roots, the roots in Panyam have been barricaded yeah. all through the day by protesters, you know, for certain reasons. They feel that, look, their um, friends, their children, husbands and acquaintances, we are arrested for something perhaps they know nothing about. And I think that the critical thing to look at here is what exactly the nature of the relationship our security agencies have built over time with civilians 
and the sort of relationship they want to bequeath, you know, in terms of civilian and military or paramilitary personnel. They have done a good job. And yes, it's 10 tests that I want to believe they are able to handle appropriately in order to ensure that that existing relationship continues to flourish. You know, all of, you know, uh, what has happened in Mangu and, of course, the protests, you know, today, uh, for me, is still the suspicion and the trust deficit, you know, that ordinary Nigerians have, especially people in Mongo have on uh, security, you know, operative. So, and I'm, what I'm going to suggest to security operatives is that, look, they should, they shouldn't take this as a, uh, they should take it as the, the people's honest assessment, you know, of their job. And they should work hard to ensure that the people, you know, uh, repose more trust, in them. you know, in them mm-hmm. so that, uh, because if you don't have a smooth working relationship, then there's bound to be, you know, lots of problems. Uh, so that is, you know, <clears throat> my kind suggestion uh, to the military that they should look at this, especially the commandant of Operation Hakorin Damisa, to say, to look at it, to uh, think back, to say, look, this is how these people, you know, look at me and my men. And it's no fault of theirs. But what can I do with support of all of the government institutions available to me to say, this is not who we are. We are your friends who are here to protect you. So please, what can we do, you know, to earn back that much-needed trust that we have, that you once had in us, so that our work, our job will be very smooth. Well said. Yeah, well, uh, Gilbert, I, I, I don't know how uh, to start it. And yesterday, if you re- uh, recall that uh, we're here and uh, I brought the story of, you know, my friend who uh, his wife just put to bed a baby boy. True. And I was very excited. Uh, you know, I said that I don't want to, you know, talk about the bad news. I was really struggling yesterday in my spirit uh, because I learned of my friend's uh, death passing to great beyond two nights ago. And it kind of scattered my mood. It really scattered my mood, you know, for that night. Sleep, you know, couldn't come. I couldn't, you know, sleep properly because I was asking lots of questions in my mind. I was saying, what did Fuimbe Thomas, what has he done to anybody? He's someone that I know very personal. Matter of fact, we play football every Sunday with him. Every Sunday with him. And every Sunday, you know, that's if he's in town because mm-hmm. his job, you know, will, uh, his job makes him to travel to Kaduna, Joss, you know, Kaduna, uh, back and forth. And any Sunday, if he comes to the field, everybody's happy because you know that you're going to get some water, you know, to drink. And then he brings, you know, carbonated drinks, you know, so that after sport, you can just uh, refresh yourself. That was his tradition every blessed Sunday if he's in town. And when I heard that he was stoned to death, the picture of Stephen in the Bible just came to me. I said, that is the most humiliating way to to live this earthly body. And for me, I I just asked, I said, what has, by the way, you call him Bushman. Mm. I said, what has Bushman done to anybody under this planet I know him, very peaceful guy, very, you know, calm guy. Uh, and he 
we joke and play a lot with him. But when I saw, you know, pictures of how, you know, he pans, I said, I grew up in Jaws. Even while during the crisis, I've never heard of someone, you know, being stoned to death. I said, this is alien to the values our parents have bequeathed to us. Stoning someone to death in Jaws? No. It's, it's, it's not something that you hear of. And for me, the, all of the stories, because I've heard different versions of stories, I said it's very nonsensical for those who did that. And who are the people, you know, the allegation? They said they are bike men. I, I said, you know, since I have this platform, why can't I just uh, demonize bike people to say, no, these people are criminals. Mm -hmm. Let the government, you know, uh, ban them. But I just thought I said an iPhone, I will make everybody the whole blind. Go blind. But why will, why will someone, you know, look at your fellow? I will always say this, Gilbert. A lion doesn't kill a lion to eat food because he's hungry. Animals don't kill their kind. It's very rare that animals kill their kind. And if I say kind, I'm saying, for example, species. Yeah. If a lion sees a lion and he kills that lion because he's hungry and eats, you know, the meat, it's only human beings that do this. And that is the height of human depravity. I mean, it, it shows that you have a dead conscience for you to carry a stone and throw at your fellow human being and you see blood, you know, gushing. What joy or happiness or what feeling do you derive from that? Even if, you know, that person has killed, you know, so you don't take loans to your hands. I was chatting with one of my friends. He's not, uh, he's not uh, around. And he said he's very embarrassing. And this is showing that, you know, we're not progressing True. as human beings. True. Because that is what barbarians, you mm -hmm. know, will do. Mm -hmm. And this is the 21st century, for God's sake. I'm, I'm really, really, you know, pained because he's someone that I know closely. He's, he's my friend. Because, like I said, every Sunday, every Sunday we'll play, you know, football with him. And he always comes with water, carbonated drinks for us just to refresh, you know, ourselves. And we'll always sit, you know, uh, hang out, you know, just talk and, you know, laugh with him. Jolly good fellow. Jolly good guy. And when I saw that, okay, this is what they did to me, I was so, so pained. But please, you know, if you know that you are, you are from Jaws, and maybe in your Angwa you hear people, you know, saying that I'm Munimun Haribi you need to report. Because these are the kind of men that we want to be eliminated from society. They are evil. And if we continue, you know, harboring these kind of gangsters and, and, and blood-sucking humans in society, they are going to corrupt, you know, other people. And I pray that may the soul of Fuimbit, Thomas uh, Gufang, rest in peace, a.k.a. Bushman. Amen. And, and uh, his family, please accept my deepest condolences. Because yesterday, you know, I, I just held myself. But it's very, very painful. Very, very painful. I saw when the deputy governor paid condolence visit, and I'll say thank you to the deputy governor, Ngojos Fimpio, uh, Her Excellency, for visiting the family. It shows how the empathy 
you know, that this government, you know, have. When I saw the picture of his mother, you know, picture of his uh, other family members, I was really heartbroken. Very, I was really heartbroken. He's a promising young man in his prime and uh, has done nothing. And even if you say he has done anything, you have the police. Don't take laws into your hands. Go and report. You have... You have multiple options. Now, if someone has done anything to you, you have hunters, you have vigilant, uh, VGN, you have uh, community policing guys. You have Just go and report the matter. Don't take loans into your hands. It's very painful. Well, Sack, up until this time we speak about this, um, by the way, you've said virtually everything there, that there is to say about this matter. But... The only thing I know is, but you said there have been multiple reports about yeah. some of the reasons, which of course aren't good enough. Stupid reasons. Thank you. To to deliver the sort of in quote here justice that some um, cannibals, because that's yeah. something akin to akin to cannibalism. Yes, correct. Yeah. Have done. I mean, I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It was just about last night. And I think I saw you also share that with yeah. the petition attached, yeah. you know, sign, asking people, requesting that they sign that petition. Else, I, I don't just understand what transpired, really, and what could have led to that sort of, you know, fatal event, as it were. And it's quite unfortunate. That's, uh, is this something we should be calling jungle justice? I'm not, I'm not sure. If, it, has it done anything? No one has yet established whether or not he did anything wrong to anybody. And that, and that is so the that, question. That is good. the question good. that so, me have been asking. Thank you. I said, what, you know, even if you say, okay, what is this? And all of the stories I've heard, you know, doesn't just make up. Because, so, you know, this is not someone that is not a mutual friend. No. It's someone that I know. He's my friend. I know him. I know Bushman personally. Personally, he's not someone that uh, I, a friend to my. He's not mm-hmm. a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. He's someone that I know personally. I say every uh, Sunday. I can even give the address of where we play soccer with him every blessed Sunday. And when I heard it, I say, I mean, it's well. What I just don't. Uh, what I know is that uh, the jungle just is not part of you know. Uh, the, the plateau identity. it's no justice at all yeah it's no justice at all and i think that and if you're an original jones mm-hmm, boy mm-hmm, ojb mm-hmm. if you this is i've never had this in jones it's, it's an mean, abnormality it's, it's alien it's an abnormality it's, it's a, and mm-hmm. even where they uh kill him allegedly kill him is close to where i grew up oh. very close so that is how you know very haunting and there were a lot of things you know that night that uh two nights ago that you know was going through my head Lots of just plenty things. Just close to where I grew up and, you know, well. Bad representation for the constituency. And it doesn't represent, like you said, what just stands for. And that's entirely alien. It stands condemnable. It stands condemned. And nobody, nobody would and should ever accept any such occurrence. And I think... um, it's too bad. There is no two ways. The perpetrators have to be brought to justice. They have to face justice. And, and there is no hiding anybody. Absolutely. No surely. Thank you. And I, one thing, Ponsak, I would like to say is, if the Nigerian police, and by the way, the police itself, the commissioner of police in the state has condemned the event. I saw a statement to that effect. Mm. One thing is, 
I know for sure if the police intends to get to the root of this matter, they can and will certainly get to it. Because we do know that in this country, if matters are of interest to the state and the government decides to act upon it, they do that to a logical conclusion. Yeah. And this is what we intend to see mm. in this regard. Well, the deputy governor has made really strong you know, remarks. Uh, uh, that is Her Excellency Ngojo Spimpio. And I, once again, thank you, uh, Madam, for uh, visiting the family of my friend. Uh, that is very kind and it shows how much of empathy that you have, even as a mother. You know, and I, I know that the deputy governor, she has buried her son. You know, too. So I, I know that she she understand, understands the pain. Yeah, she mm. understands. You know, the kind of pain that mm. uh, the mother of uh, late Fumbe, also known as Bushman, uh, is going through. Very, very painful. The last thing I will say on this matter is that I'm going to challenge Voba Vom All Boys Association because my friend Fumbe Thomas is a Voba. Do all you can to fish out his killers. Um, is a challenge that I'm throwing to uh, Voba because it happened in Jos. It didn't happen in Lagos that you have to think of logistics, you know, to travel. It happened in Jos. I'm so happy uh, this morning someone, uh, one Voba told me that uh, uh, they have petitioned the Nigerian Civil Defense Corps. I'm so happy to hear that. But um, I just want justice. The killers of this, uh, my friend, should be brought to book. Let's open the phone line, 0812187777, or you call 0905566699. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely, and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. On Facebook, drop your comments um, on JFM Life and on X, where JFM just head over there, interact, and we'll be taking your comments. Let's take this uh, call. Hello, good evening. Hello? Okay. Uh, before you call, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and, and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. 081-2187-7777. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Hello, good evening, Pontac. Thank you for calling. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm Thompson by name from uh, Thank you for calling. Yes. I'm listening to your prelude and some of your comments on the issue of uh, your friend or your colleague uh, yeah your your friend that was killed yeah unfortunately i happen to be almost some few meters from this event that night you understand i saw yeah. a friend of so i was standing just by the roadside when i saw this white uh mini bus being chased by this Okada, the Okada were almost touched, if I can collect the numbers. And they were all shouting, thief, thief, thief. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm such a person who don't like going to mob, where there's mob uh, actions and the rest. So I was just, me and my friend were just saying, ah, who would this guy come to come and steal within this area of our children? Mother, knowing full well that the road is just uh, very free. Uh, so that was my thought. But around... 20 minutes after, I saw the, the whole bike boys returning. And they were just shouting and yelling. So a lady just came by, just close to where we are. She was about entering. Coming down from that same side, too. She was on the bike. She just alerted us. And I asked her, what happened? She said, that guy, from her own looking, 
this guy will be taken to mortuary. I was also shocked. So it, it really touched my heart. I said, even if it's a thief, why would they take such an action against him? That was my thought. I said, ah. Yeah, yeah. well, but, uh, th- thank you for this story. But, but, but let me tell you, the car that he was driving yeah. is not his personal car, number one. Is a property yeah, of the, a boss. Yeah, he's a boss. property of a company. I, I know him. I know the boss that he's driving. I know he's yeah. a miniverse. So is a comp is yeah, the property of the that company that he's walk he, he walk with. So if he's if no, if I, the mob if the mob say that okay he stole, how can they prove and what mm-hmm. did he steal? Uh-huh. That is the question that you know I'm so, I, I, I keep so, having asking. So yesterday, yesterday I was in a view center. Then somebody answered ah this guy that they said stole car, it wasn't a stolen car. And I said, what happened? What, what was his crime? So the guy now said, ah, he learned that he said he hit somebody. I was like, even if he hit somebody, the person died. Yeah, they chased him to the point of killing him. So that was my own thought. Even yesterday, too, I had another version again that it wasn't a stolen car, that he, he wasn't a thief, that he, he hit somebody. So I, was, I said, where? The guy was not able to tell me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not in support of what happened. I am not too happy. Yeah, but do you I, know? Do you know? What, okay, okay. Sad. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, very sad. Um, the police have all of the leads, you know, to arrest to the fish out, yes. Even mm. if it's to ban, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bike or men. Kada, yes. Yeah, because since they say and that, by the way, they are gradually creeping into the city because no, no. Even let, let me tell you. All right. If a criminal leaves Lagos or leaves uh, any, sorry, mm. I use Lagos. Mm. So I'm, I'm sorry for that. Mm. If he leaves any part of Nigeria and comes to Plateau, the easy way he's going to get access into the economy of our state is to have to start to uh, disguise. Going, yes. To start going like an Okada person. Yes. That's the easy route. And maybe we've been harboring criminals, you know, and murderers and blood-sucking human beings that we don't know nothing about. Let's take more phone calls. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from CC and C Junction. We're listening. Thanks for calling, Sadiq. Very beautiful. The double justice is one of that habits we need to look in our communities. You see, it's very, very unfortunate when we have this kind of things. We will we not get the perpetrators of this kind of uh, evil act. And if we just be saying all these kind of people, they brought to book, they brought to book, and they thought uh, a day that uh, uh, it will happen, it will raise attention. So it's very, very unfortunate, and as you said, we are calling on the police to make sure that they do the needful. And I want to relate my uh, what to the issue of uh, uh, judges, uh, as you discussed. Actually, when we look at the judicial arm of government, it's one of the uh, last one when you come to governor. But in this present administration, since from the former administration coming to this administration, the judiciary they are not more independent. Because they are just based on appointment and contract. If there is no fulfilling, they will just change them or retire them for a, a not given reason. 
the autonomy of the judiciary have to be. If the judiciary will be hierarchizing themselves and the, their leaders will come into their part, I think it's a very, very good one. And our legislature also is one of the things that they, we don't know what uh, all these offerings that we are doing, we don't know what the National Assembly is saying. We, if government will come out the, with policy, people will be against the policy, NLC will come. But what are the National Assembly saying? They are the representative of the people from various constituencies. So they have to come out and stand for the masses. So it's very, very unfortunate that the things that is happening nowadays. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely before you uh, make your comment. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, Ponsat. It's Israel. Thank you, Israel. We're listening. Yes, Ponsat. You see these bike people. These bike people. If they are not handled well, I'm telling you, they will cause a big problem in this state. This thing has been going on for some time. The moment you attempt to touch any of them, the rest will not ask what is happening. And they cannot depend on anybody. And they, they be thinking that they are above the law. The best way is since they are not allowed to operate legally, it's better they should be stopped. Because anybody can just come to town. The moment you just carry a bike, finish. Nobody, nobody will question. You can even be asking your passenger to, to direct you. Uh, to show you the, the, the road to where you want them to take, we want, they want you to take them. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I just imagine if this had, if, if it had happened to a, a, a group of people where those people too can begin to gang up and say they are, they are, they are, they are retaliating. How would this can look like today, for God's sake? Because this is bad. This is bad. Just, how can a group of people, they know. If they cannot, they, they can't say they don't. They, they, if that man is sorry, it's possible probably maybe there was a, a near accident or something and they begin to chase him. It's wickedness and it's dangerous. Forgotten the point where the person dies on the road. Uh, it's bad. And even the police, there's no way you will say the police didn't know about it or there's no any security or whether civil defense or police. There's no way you tell me that none saw what people were rushing to that place or something like that. It's still whether it's not a small place. But if you go there and say a thing to the that somebody must tell you that you saw it. It's bad for that for such a thing to happen around to the mother. And 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 they couldn't uh, stop it. It's bad. I feel very bad when I heard about it this morning. Somebody is going uh, about his uh, uh, business and and some maybe small argument or so. You just attack the person and begin to shout it and, and go to a point of of killing the person. Somebody that has parents that have other relations. For the best way, whoever they, whoever is found to, to be involved in this, the security should, should, should deal with that person very well. It's bad. It's dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. It could cause crisis in this case. I'm telling you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you for uh, that. Uh, I remember some time ago the government ban, you know, Okada, but... You can see them, you know, even all over. Yeah, like I was saying places. earlier, they are creeping gradually back into the city, the heart of the town. In time past, it used to be community junctions. You'd yeah. see these guys because of the distance leading up to people's houses, oh, yeah. you know, just to aid movement and all of that. And I think it was quite understandable why government allowed them to operate. But they are now, you know, overstepping their bounds. Yeah, and even killing innocent people. You know? Hello. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Prophet. Yeah, thank you for calling. Yes, this is Chukudi coming from Aleri, Ponsak. Yeah, we're listening. Thanks for calling. Yes, uh, Ponsak, I can actually see the pains, the pains in your heart. The pains that is, you know, 
into your heart, honestly, I can feel it where I am, honestly. Thank and you. Uh, it is actually very, very painful. If anybody have the spirit of God in him, if anybody have veins, a uh, blood running through his veins, the person will understand the way you feel. And I felt it very, 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 very well, the way you are, the way, the way what is actually going to your heart. Let me tell you something, Pastor. You know, last week I complained. One of, one of your guests was in the studio. I complained about this coming back of this bike. And in front of my shop, where I am sitting down inside my car now, I can see these guys trying this major road, this express road that lead to the... the, the, the you know the most painful one, Pastor Fanat? Yeah. Let me tell you something. The sector one, STF sector one, if you're listening to me now, I'm still very close to my shop now, but sector one, if something is lying, Many people are listening to me. I believe they should be listening to me. From 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 someone like here, close to from Feringa, these people both start here in front of my shop here now. Instead of going down to the run about of Feringa to go and turn, they will just fly that road and pass through the STF. If the match with Daiko, they 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 will, they will drive against the traffic, and again they ride against the traffic and pass through the gate of STF, and nobody questions them. For Sakfanap, these guys are terrorists in this. Anybody that goes together and then leads people to death, leads someone to death, is a terrorist. Let us know how it works. This is a, this is a terrorist act, complete terrorist act. If the, if the, the government of Plateau State will not back up against the people, the last call I just mentioned, it is, it is a recipe for another crisis in the state. Do you know that sometimes ago, last, last, last year, the same thing happened in Abuja, somewhere in Abuja, a woman was a woman, a, a, a woman, a senator, or course, somewhere in Abuja. And again, the woman fell down, and then these bad people came down, and then burned the shop of people. They burned down plenty, about 50 shops of was fell down. The same other people. In Plato certain just not here, my friend, uh, uh, my friend Amayo, wanted to cross the road. A bike man that was driving against the traffic hit him and hmm. almost broke his neck. Hmm. I am telling you, these guys have become that. And anything you want to say against them, all of them will gather and want to attack you. The state government, I, I said, I want to say it again, please. They should, they should arrest these people, arrest them, and they would have committed that very crime. I am telling you, they should be tried in the, in, in, in the same court, in the same place they are trying a terrorist, because it's a very, very big terrorist act. Plato State is known for this kind of attitude. That's my take. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Gilbert, maybe you have us take us take uh, some comment on Facebook. Ayodele Agwabiaka is saying, it's sad to see such wickedness happening in Jaws. I hope justice is served immediately. Just people are not known for this. Godwin Sule is saying, as for me, I wonder how election petition tribunal tribunals are judging cases and validating people's victories. I don't understand. The elders are not talking. And again, the security matter, um, it's not too good what we're hearing in the country. Women blocking roads is not good. But it's the rights of the of the people okay to protest. Chester Phillips is saying, in as much as we condemn the killing of that Arado in Mangu, we should also condemn the activities of herders on the plateau. Between Tuesday and Wednesday, six people were killed in Meango by the same people, and nothing has been heard. Rigue lives matter too. The security should do the same thing to the um, okay. The security should do the same thing to other criminal leaders in Basa as they did in Mangu local government. Don Z says, The problem of Nigerian leaders is that most of them came for their pockets and lack ideas of solving problems. We rise up and defend ourselves and God will bless Nigeria. Achong Jeff Maywada says, 
Great job you guys are doing, Ponsak and Gilbert. Well done. I miss JFM. Thank you. Jacob Adudu Amutuk says, um, I'm so in support of what the women are doing in Mangu LG. What do you expect when you're pushed to the wall? It's to react, which is the only alternative. Felkuka Factors go on is saying, seriously, the situation in Nigeria is confusing my confusion, especially the judgments going on in the Plateau State Tribunal. Tom Jerry says, I think it is the right of every citizen to react if the state of the situation is not pleasing, especially when it involves loss of lives and property. I just hope the government does the needful. Ice King James Jang says, To me, the women in Mangu are doing the right thing. Why always hurt us? If they can't allow peace to reign in our state, they should vacate the state instead. Um, it, is it by force to grace in another man's city? They should leave the people in peace. You're saying, Aso Banga Ikiase is saying, I agree that one day the judiciary, the judiciary shall not be part of our electioneering. Olari Wajuberi says, Sorry for your loss. May God console the family. God bless Nigeria. Amen. Agong John Moses says, The Court of Appeal and the Supreme Court are there to subject all tribunal judgments to test. Said Ibrahim says, um, We don't have anything other than prayers. May Allah protect, guide, and keep us safe from the evil ones around us. Amen. Thank you. Comrade, that was longer the saying, The protest of the women in Mangu local government is the right thing to do because the only language the government of Nigeria listens to is, a pro- is protest. Okay, as a matter of urgency, something needs to be done about the killing of innocent citizens in Plateau State. Enough is enough, and the government has to do the needful and put a total end to the insecurity. Don't forget that tribunal in Nigeria um, is answerable to the amount that goes into their pocket. John Paul Chakop says, To me, what happened yesterday around Tudun Wadar Ring Road is totally condemnable and uncalled for. No matter what I think, his killers are criminals. May God expose all the evildoers. Amen. John Chuak says, I can believe that, I can't believe that, okay, Bushman is dead. Ponsak, I charge the police to go after these people and justice, justice should take its course. God bless the governor, Caleb Mutfang. Solomon King Kiali is saying, Barbarism must not be tolerated. I'm deeply pained by this evil act. I ask that the government goes hard on these rascals. In fact, I concur with you, Ponsak, for a total ban on Okada. Mark Dachun says, It's unfortunate the death of this young man. Where is our moral conscience? This thing happened close to our shop. When I heard the story, I was so mad. And I... Um, okay. Alright, alright. Thank you. Richard Egbita is saying, It's quite unfortunate that our judiciary has become the highest uh, bidder's property as against the law. The death of phone Bay is a sad situation and the government should make sure that the perpetrators are arrested. May Honorable Danjuma Azi, member representing just Northwest constituency succeed. Mafia Cipren is saying, let us be truthful as we say we are going to be. I am a supporter of BCM but I am not happy about the purchasing, okay, the purchasing such huge fertilizer outside the state while we have our own fertilizer plant production company. 
that even the state owns, okay, owns shares and percentage in the company. He had it in mind for that kind of purchase. I expected him to have made the production capacity of the company to grow higher instead of patronizing other companies. Big name Gala is saying, good evening, simply. Emmanuel Lois is saying, good evening, equally. All right, Fonsak. Well, uh, thank you, Gilbert. Let's take uh, more phone calls on the show. Hello, good evening. Uh, good evening, Pansak. How are you? I'm fine. Good evening. Tell us your name and join the conversation. Well, this is Bob. We're listening. Thanks for calling, Bob. Sorry for what happened. I never knew that it's a friend to you. I've had it in other stations. Yeah. It's my, you understand me? It's just unfortunate. That is what you kept on saying about lawlessness in this country. To me, I think I will advise the government to marry the the idea of uh, Jan. When Jan was uh, a governor, you know, when all these cyclists, they have a jacket, they always put on when they are riding their machine. You see them with all, that kind of police jacket of 18. Lombard. And uh, besides that, they have a they have a chairman of their union within that uh, uh, where they are operating. I think their chairman should be caught for questioning. You understand me? So that is the only way they can get uh, those people involved, arrested. They have chairman in everywhere they operate. Every joint, every every junction you see them operating, they have they have chairman, and that chairman collects certain money from them. You understand me? So they should uh, invite the chairman for questioning, you know, so so that uh, all this thing doesn't repeat itself again. It's a very ugly thing that uh, is unheard of, that we don't know for all these things. You understand me? And when I kept on saying, when Jan was the governor, we see all these things perfectly organized. We don't see all these ugly things happening. And uh, if you if you if you if you remember. There was a time all these all these huge so young boys were putting all the wires they call it put their trousers almost down. You see the pint you know chance that anybody found should be arrested. And that is stopped immediately. You understand me? What I expected the government to do when you see certain things being carried out from any any community, the government should take immediate action. Immediate action, not until it went bad. That is, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is my advice to this present governor. Thank you. you. Copy the style of Jan. Look the way Jan operates operate in, this, in, this, in this state and follow suit. That is my advice to him. If you want to succeed as a governor, you should follow the Jan record. So that's my advice to him. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you. There's a much we'll take on the show, uh, Gilbert. Um, the Minister of Works. David Omai, there's so much going on in his ministry. I like what he did. <laughs> you know, if, see, if this country is going to get uh, better, it's time. Why are the workers, you know, protesting? <laughs> he locked them out. You're supposed to report to the office 8 a.m. and you are resuming at 9.30 a.m. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if not your papa, I was go work for your papa. But this one is government job. We need to be serious in this country. Oh I, I thank uh, David Omai. Okay. I, I pray that let many ministers so top leadership by example is what we should preach absolutely yeah. Masak, i just um our colleague agabus just sent in this report 
that he, I think it's been published in his platform. Police arrest suspect in connection with lynching of Fuambe. I think that's the summary of it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it is a start of, you know, the justice that we all seek. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. I, I know that the killers will be arrested because uh, the police will not rest on its arms to uh, arrest barbaric uh, humans. My name is Ponsak Van Abdul. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.